Good day, everybody. Welcome to the Got Brain podcast presented by Cognitivology, where we will continuously discuss and present in detail the mechanics of intuitive intelligence that are built on our inborn basic intuition. Plus, we will also be presenting the true mechanics and virtues of diversification. Now, you may be pondering, what do these two things have in common? And this is something we will continue to present and unfold for you about the significant connection between these two facets of our human potential. I would like to introduce myself. I am Carla Mencken-Wolf and also my wonderful best friend and editor, Bryce Conway. And she's going to say something. What would you like to say? Hi, everybody. My name is Bryce Conway, as Carla Mencken-Wolf had just said. Uh, I wanted to say that we are, in fact, the mechanics of intuition and diversification. I hope you guys enjoy uh, our presentation and stick around for others. Uh, we, we welcome all comments and questions. Um, we will try to answer them all throughout the next couple of weeks or months, and hopefully on this journey of brain potential the discovery you guys will learn something um this information is only uh was developed by us and only can be presented by cognitivologists which is what we are and we also hope to learn something from you as we from all of you in our audience as we learn about the questions and inquiries you have about true human brain potential or the genuine, bona fide, authentic potentialities of what our brain has intended us to be and become in all of our commonality and our uniqueness. Hello, everyone. Hello. We are back again. We are. And we always say we're back again because we want to be sure that we know that you know that we're back again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's how we're starting this one, huh? That's, uh, I think I tried to say something to that effect last time we started our thing. Yes, we're here again. So, um, facing forward even. Facing forward. <laughs> Because <laughs> if we're back again, maybe we're turning around we're backwards. Turning. But today we're facing forward. No, it's like uh, I think I just said the word no, but I was saying that in 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 respect to uh, that we're falling forward. No, stumbling forward, falling back. I'm thinking of we're we're in the middle of the cocktail code. We are right. So I'm thinking if you looked at the cocktail code, like. A, a, a curve, like a like an arc, like okay. a rainbow. So, the middle of the cocktail code would be the two T's that we're addressing now. Because yes. remember, the cocktail code to review are the fundamental hardwired elements of human brain development that are endemic and requisite for the emotional cognitive development, which has 
to be laid out properly because that's really the abundant resource of knowledge and information that will fulfill our reasoning skills. We tend to think that it works the other way around, that we get any old emotions and anger and whatever and frustration and hurt and pain and whatever. And then when we get older and, you know, our brains are fully developed and we use the prefrontal cortex and the prefrontal cortical regions to, to say, hey, yo, emotions, you know, and we crack the whip on them over there. Where is... It's really emotional intelligence, emotional cognition that says, yeah, hey, you prefrontal cortex, we know that you can come up with any kinds of ideas and innovations that will be come out any old way and you can go ahead and manipulate. and Give us the and, reasons for why we're feeling this way. <laughs> and yeah, and, and um, well, I like that. That's, it, that's sort of like... <laughs> sort of like on the precipice in the middle you could say like on the seesaw but basically the 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 reasoning and creative decision making and innovative front part of the brain with its third eye and you know uh back by the pineal gland which is midway between the two in the middle of the brain of the two hemispheres and all of that jazz but it can come up with ideas for anything whether constructive or destructive or whatever, it, it's ability to really create and come up with ideas and concepts and notions can come out any old way. It's the real hardwired emotional cognitive process that says, yo, over there, prefrontal cortex, that little thing that you were thinking of to add to this new innovative idea, that's going to be de detrimental to other things or people. Um, yeah, you've got to change that little variable around so that it fits with the rest of the equation to be a really advantageous, innovative idea that's going to be beneficial and sustain itself. If you put a damaging variable in there, then, you know, what have you, right? So th that is one way of saying that uh, in, in reverse... If you're angry, you could still be operating on all of the gracious cocktail code elements. Mm -hmm. You can be angry, but you could still be sympathetic towards other people. You could still have an optimistic mindset about what choices you're going to make to address the situation that has made you angry. Right. You can, we've talked about this many times. So that's what emotional cognition is for. Emotional cognition is there to keep all other orders and intelligence quotients of the brain in line. Yeah. Okay. okay. Right. Which is why, you know, there's a direct path from the back of the brain to the front of the brain and this windy road going from the front to the back. Right. Right. Of course, you know, the sides of the prefrontal cortical areas do their little meeting, the reasoning and the emotioning. They meet there and they go, OK, let's let's collaborate together. Let's convene. Let's let's see what's going on here. <laughs> anyway, it is the emotion. And they conclude it's just gray. <laughs> it's, it's gray. Yes. Yeah, this is the gray area here. Right. Wait, or sm smush. Or smush. It's just yeah, they need to smush together, but just it has to come out to agree <laughs> with the cocktail code. Of course. Yeah. So 
Today is the TT, the yes. double T part. So before I even say anything, do you have something you want to say? I've been interjecting as I've needed. <laughs> okay. Do you have something specific to preface before <laughs> the TT comes out? Um, hmm. <laughs> I thought I was good. You are good. Okay. So what I wanted to say to preface this is, um, it, is it is it really necessary to spend that much time on the double T process? It also has two little T's. So if you ever get a chance to see how our cocktail code is written out, mm-hmm. we have these little C's hanging on the C's, on the big C's, like our logo. Yes. Where one C is hanging on the other C and there's a heart at the top of each C. Yes. That is our logo. <laughs> and then a cocktail code, we have some little letters. So on the, all the C's have a little C. Mm-hmm. You know, so the major C's are compassion and uh, communication and creativity. And then the little C's would represent, you know, charity and um, what were the other things? Charity and... Um, but communi- communication is one of the big C's. We've already said that. Right. Uh, cooperation, collaboration, um, corroboration, and uh, corroboration meaning that this is a very intrinsic aspect of language itself where we analog, where we do the analytical parts of right. the communication and the compassion and the charity and the curiosity and all of those parts, the cooperation. Um, so those, of course, as we've said over and over and over again, all of these parts are very inextricably linked and they right. have an underlying database that that's one definition that uh, that all of them are subject to. Right. So they're each subject to the database of every other element of the cocktail code. But that database uh, is fundamentally the principles of natural math that define everything. So the the database and the definition part work both way and the interchangeability or interexchangeability of all of those codes are sort of like a system of checks and balances. Mm-hmm. So when the emotional cognitive intelligence is properly formatted in accordance with this cocktail code, then it becomes the standard model for all other intelligence quotients as well. Right. Especially reasoning and innovating and creating and all that type of thing. Right. So the double T in the cocktail code, and this is where I wanted to say the precursory thing, those stand for truth and trust. So basically I want to, of course, give people the benefit of the doubt without having to go into excessive explanation about truth and trust, because I think that this is one of those areas where our literacy um, in understanding these aspects are higher than all of our other cocktail code elements. However, um, they're still, (laughs) I see where you're going. They're still, they're still, this is where I would like to, (laughs) this is where I would really like to pull out, you know, open the drawer and pull out the E equals MC square 
Uh, yeah, that, yeah, oil that drawer, please. Okay. Okay. So there's different <laughs> definitions sometimes for trust and truth. Yes. Because truth is more like fiction these days. Unfortunately. Right. Whereas fiction is more trustworthy to most people. Mm-hmm. And then, so that would align with what we want to define as truth. And people will say the truth will set you free, but then also the truth hurts. Like, so there's all these anomalies, opposite anomalies. And then, um, and we we could probably go on and on and on with examples, but I was refraining from dealt. What what are you thinking? Trust is, is earned. Right. So, so there's another (laughs) anomaly, you know, if you have to earn trust, that's too much stress and pressure on both yourself to earn other people's trust or, and to gauge and monitor and observe if anyone that you know is also being trustworthy and they could act trustworthy in front of you and then be untrustworthy behind your back. Right now. So we have, and without of course the parameters of the earning of trust. Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like where did that come from? Where yeah. where is that? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so it it is a conundrum. As parents, you can fail to uh, give the trust because you have failed to give the parameters of what it is that would create a situation where they have earned the trust. Yeah, right. But here's where the real conundrum comes in, and this is where the problem is. So again, when we when we pull E equals MC square out of the the drawer, yes, I did the unoiled already. drawer, <laughs> right? Um, e equals MC square. So people want to say they think that I'm gonna, you know, do physics or something all over again with them. The fundamentals of E equals MC square basically tell us that there's one definition for energy and matter, and it works the same on that side of the universe as on the other side of the universe, or underneath the soil, or over the stratosphere. It's unchanging regardless. Right. The properties and postulates and principles and parameters of energy and matter are, they're two versions of exactly the same thing. Whereas before Einstein came along, people thought that there were two things where never the twain shall meet. Right. Okay. So E equals MC squared basically says as a standard model that if energy has the same definition and set of operations unilaterally and universally wherever it is, and it can be interchanged with matter and that they're both subject to the same rules, then that is the standard model for the microcosmic human brain also. So if we have one definition for truth over here and another definition for truth over there and a different definition for trust here and another definition for trust in that situation, then this is one of the areas where we can best explain where E equals MC squared is relative to human brain potential fundamentally and for all general intents and purposes, we are still in a pre Einsteinian stage of acknowledging and recognizing the power of this E equals MC squared standard model in our 
development, in our human brain development. Right. And we're all in a stage or phase or advent or time where we're moving into we you know, the propositions that Tesla made, for instance, about frequency and invisible knowledge and energy and all, all of those parameters that he laid out with his inventions, which is a, a step up. It's a little it's more quantum. We're we're tr- we're moving into that. We're already moving into the era of creating quantum computers, and we're talking a lot more about quantum mechanics and entanglement. And you know, a lot of scientists will continue to claim that people have a hard time wrapping their heads around the idea of entanglement. Right. But if you understand the preschool brain, it is one and the same. It is identical to entanglement. Right. Everything, every cognitive function, if you we were comparing it or using quantum computing, every function is a zero and a one simultaneously and so interchangeably. Every cognitive function can be defined by a zero and a one. Mm-hmm. Right? So um when we use the fundamental math principles to define every emotional cognitive intelligence process that will be a foundation for every intellectual cognitive intelligence process. And then after that, every reasoning, volitional cognitive intelligence process, which also includes decision-making and creativity and hypothesizing and theorizing and computational thinking and strategic uh, information analysis and all of that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have to understand, you know, we're still going from like, we're, we're leaving the Newtonian phase of uh, human brain development where we have come to understand that gravity is actually something as Newton said, mm-hmm. and that um, rather than it, be something that is pulling us to the surface of the earth. It is something that's pushing us on the surface of the earth. So right. this is one of the things that E equals MC square unveiled right. because of the curvature of space time. And so, um, and, and then the fundamentals of relativity, we understand that there's one definition for both energy and matter rather than having two definitions that might be mildly, you know, relative uh they're 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 interidentical in that sense so um where is our where is our application of the standard model of e equals mc square for truth and trust which also then include the two small t's of transparency which would be the small t of truth and trust, which the small t would be transferability. So if you think it in more practical applications where you, you give that confidence or that trust or you extend, you know, the let go of the leash thing to say your children or your friends or your associates where you will feel confident that they will do, you trust that they will do what is needed to get a job done. Right. So in concluding, because our time is almost closing up and we said we wanted to always keep these to a a certain time. So truth and trust are inextricably linked. Yes. And transparency and transferability 
are also inextricably linked. Yeah. So trans uh, transferability is the, uh, you know, if you were put it in a fraction, is the bottom part of the fraction to um, trust, trust and transparency would be the bottom part of a fraction to truth. truth. Um, so they're inextricably linked in the sense that they're also inseparable. Mm -hmm. So if we take the notion that when a baby is born, right? Yes. Totally trusting the parents. Now, did the parents tell the baby that they had to earn, you know, earn the, the unconditional love that they're giving? Right. Did the baby tell the parents that the parents will have to earn the 100% trust. So if we take into account the obvious mathematical equation, non-numerical mathematical equation, because mm -hmm. cognition is a mathematical equation or function. So that is already in place when we're born. Yes. Do we, can we really continue to believe that this trust and sense of unconditional love and truth and transparency and transferability has to be broken only to be partially mended later on in our later years of life or in adulthood where the excess of our time and efforts, blood, sweat, and tears is expended on restoring only a portion right. of what that is. So this, this is meant to be sustained. So do we need the knowledge for the sustainability of those things? Yes, we do. Because that's the K in front of the two Ts. That's the K. And that is the part that tells us that we need to have a fundamental knowledge of how the brain works, the cocktail code, mm -hmm. a fundamental knowledge of the language of the universe. And then those, so the language of the brain needs to be understood the language of the universe, basic language of the universe, the forces and fields need to be understood. And those two things need to be synthesized into the languages that we use. And that must entail a respect for the fundamental laws of physics, the fundamental laws of spirit matter, and the optimal information processing prospects that the brain needs so that there's a consistency between how we connect all those things. Right. One has the same value as the other. Rather, Essentially what we do is when we talk about trust, we give it one value over here and mm -hmm. we devalue it over there. Right. So if we're hopefully starting to create a coherency between how these things are connected and that there has to be a standard model between them. Then this is, this is the top of the arc of the cocktail code. If we wrote it in a little, in a curve, right. <laughs> um, this is very, very important because it really does explicitly connect one side with the other side. Right. I guess you could say I'm drawing a picture in my mind you of a are. rainbow. So I like to think of things in terms of, I mean, the other way to define everything is, Hey, let's just define it according to the rainbow. <laughs> 
That takes a little bit more um, creative explanation for people to to see what it is, I guess, that I'm seeing about the connection between E equals MC square and the rainbow, the electromagnetic spectrum. But they're very, very, very closely linked. Um, So that's what we have for today. And so next session in the cocktail code is the big capital A. Do we have a little A for the, you know, we can always come up with a bunch of little A's. We do have a little A. I thought we did. We can look at it. It could just be ability in general. Um, And it could also be ability and aptitude. I'm pretty sure we have A's. And attitude. I'm pretty sure. And so we'll we'll get into that next week. <laughs> oh, but the capital A stands for altruism. Because I'm pretty sure <laughs> that, that that the first five minutes could be just us figuring out other A's. Other that would, the small A's would go with the yeah with that one with the altruism. With the altruism. Yeah, so. we, we 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 could um we could brainstorm yes. on the podcast like. We do all the time. <laughs> if you guys thought this was scripted, um, I'm letting you in on a little secret. <laughs> you gave my secret away. Okay. I mean, we do have to be fair and say we have written four books that we are, sure. compile it's a all... thousand pages. And for the last all how many years? All this information is written somewhere <laughs> yeah at the last two but, decades but have... as far as a script for this podcast yeah. goes we want it to be a little bit more informal and fun i i hope that as time goes along it'll become a little bit more fun and maybe even funny possibly because um, laughter and humor is the best way to impart knowledge i i, I laugh all the time you, <laughs> yeah, you must be laughing at me i wonder if they're laughing with you at me or if they're, they're laugh- laughing at you, laughing at me. <laughs> they laugh at me. It's okay. But okay. yes, I've rigorously been over these things day and night, 24-7, yes. for, for 30 years yes. um, on intuitive intelligence and how it is one side of a coin for cognitive intelligence development. And we will continue to bring you these magical connections as the time goes by. Okay. Now I sound weird. Okay. okay that was kind of weird. Yeah. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's okay. get out of here. <laughs> anyway, thank you thank so much. Thank you everybody. <laughs> Come back again soon, please. Thank you.